anyway, we're going to go to a, something else. We're going to end, I guess we'll end, on something that's a little bit more serious. It wasn't super serious, but it was um, something else that was delved into a lot of fan service that yes. made us feel... <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna leave cats. We're, cats? we're gonna we're gonna leave we're gonna leave uh cats in the cats in, the, in the bin. We'll we'll do we'll do cats another time. <laughs> I think we did a cats episode. I think we I think we did cats already. I think you said everything that needed to be said for the public. <laughs> anyway, it's on freebie now where it belongs. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <worry. laughs> remastered though compared to the last time I saw it. Yes, which remastered. Was <laughs> so that the the cat human people are are now uh, more realistic. Which yeah, doesn't take away slightly. from mm-hmm. what this movie was. I was talking about Obi Wan, by the way. <laughs> Obi Wan. Yeah, I, thing is, I knew you weren't talking about cats, but I just thought I'd say it out loud just to make you laugh. I had a, I, I had a. I'm so unfocused this morning. I was like, this was close like, we're going to talk about something really serious, like cats. I, I was this close <laughs> to segueing and just having a 20 minute rant about cats, but um, <laughs> yeah, my my my, my yes. illness is. Not doing wonders for me right now. I'm trying Your to be focused. Your power has there returned, <laughs> but the weakness remains. <laughs> I remains. fucking love Darth Vader dialogue, bro. It's just like so, like Spartan, and just like because like, I guess he's burned, so he can't yeah talk that much. I guess or they're just <laughs> giving James Earl Jones like as little to say so that yeah. you know he can rest. But they're doing. But- they're doing the same thing with the voice that they did with uh, Luke in uh book. Of, it's like, you know, a uh, voice. It's kind of like the voice based on the voice of, um, uh, dude, I can't, uh, fuck. I can't remember the names anymore. James Earl Jones. Yes, exactly. And you yeah. just said the name, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> James Earl Jones. He's I was thinking like- about, uh, dude, uh, I was going to say Luke Hamilton, but it's like, uh, Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was like, you know, voiced by uh, Mark Hamill, but it was like a tweaked digital, like yeah. digitally modified version. I, they did the same thing with uh, 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 James Earl Jones' uh, uh, voice as Darth yeah. Vader, because it sounds more like Darth Vader from 1977. Right, right. From what I've heard, it's like, blah, blah, blah. it was a bit more gruff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ha! Ah, that- weakness <laughs> remains. Remains. Ha! Ah. Remains. Ha! Ah. That's Disperse. like Nick Nick Cage uh, doing Darth Vader. Uh, what is that movie? Or no, out? Al Pacino. That's the ha ah thing. <laughs> what is that Nicolas Cage movie going to be on like a streaming service? I'm like uh, I waiting. Think it, is it on VOD? It's on, it's VOD, on Voodoo. But- it's on Voodoo. Oh, okay. Watch it on Voodoo because like, it's Fandango. Fandango. Yeah, uh, but um, I'm waiting for uh, Top Gun 2, which I heard they're gonna like extend because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be one of those 45 day movies where it goes on the stream after 45 days, but it's breaking so many records that yeah. they're just leaving it in the theaters. Yeah, so I almost went to watch it last week, but then stuff came up and I didn't go. But yeah. uh, but I was like, uh, if I'm gonna watch anything, I'm gonna watch uh, Top Gun Maverick, but I was like, I have to re watch the first one. Because well, I think I saw it when I was a kid, and I can't remember what the hell happens in the movie. Yeah, it, there's there's not much of a plot in the first one. It's literally planes, Tom Cruise, and volleyball. Yeah, no, and, it, and some it, some soft rock thrown in. It's just yeah, like, yeah. Did uh, ever tell you about the time Kenny Loggins played an acoustic set in Hawaii, and um, they had to uh, ban Danger Zone because apparently every time that song plays, there's a fight that breaks out seriously especially if you're with a bunch of like military men and, ve- and veterans like people get like too rowdy even if it's the acoustic version so I play volleyball okay it's actually <laughs> it's, like, it's like that would be funny if was, he just played like a soft version hi way too and someone yeah <laughs> anyway but, uh, what were yeah. we talking about we're talking uh, about obi-wan. obi-wan so okay so i'm just gonna like put this question out there um mm. what did you think about reva's arc reva's arc um i think knowing how it ends yeah 
it makes thing is there are some points where I feel like I think it from where she's supposed to have started, yeah. you know, like as a young or like a youngling, like a youngling right? Yeah. Um, so it's like she starts as a youngling, then she hatches this plan of becoming an inquisitor to get close yeah. to Darth Vader and right. then uh take her vengeance, take her revenge. Yeah. And but then she realizes that if she had done that, she would have like, and she's doing it all for the memory of her friends who were killed by Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like uh, it, it seemed a bit out of left field at one yeah. point. And yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But, or maybe she's just good at acting like an inquisitor. I don't know. It's just yeah. like, what, what, why is the plan? Why does her whole plan um, hinge on finding Obi-Wan Kenobi rather than just being like, I'm the best inquisitor. Hello, Darth ring zip, you know, whatever, Yeah. you know, <laughs> like um, that felt, I feel like they just had a character there. It, it felt more plot driven than character driven, which is never a good thing. Yeah. And it was more like, let's try to make this work in the plot. Yeah. And, uh, and we need someone to be hunting Obi-Wan. Yeah. So we'll have um, uh, Riva do it instead of the Grand Inquisitor. I can't even, I don't even know if he has an actual name. Uh, Is it the, the same the, Grand Inquisitor from, from the, Rebels? From Rebels? Yeah, it's a, it, supposedly the same, yeah. Because yeah. it's a position, right? It's not... It, yeah, it's, it's, it's not I mean, like the guy's yeah. name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's like... My family name is Inquisitor. And my and my parents thought it would be good to call me Grand. So, <laughs> so instead of just saying my name is Grand, uh, since I'm since I reached this rank, everyone must call me by my full name, Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> it's just like, uh, but thing is, you know, I feel like I guess the if we had thing is like. Y- I guessed that that was Riva at the beginning when you see right. her as a, as a youngling. Yeah. But if there was more of like some connective tissue of being like, instead of just Obi-Wan being like, Oh, you're a youngling. Yeah. That's how you know his name. Oh, yeah. You did this. Like they could have still had that scene, but I feel like if they had, if you saw her, for example, let's say uh, she's escaping the Jedi temple that's being attacked. And then you sort of like flash forward to her landing on Tatooine to hunt for Obi-Wan, yeah. you know? So like you, you have, you know, that that connection is there instead yeah. of just guessing. Cause I knew it was her, but right. like the, I think for people who are less attentive and not as focused as probably I am when I watch this stuff, yeah. um, it's uh, like, uh, it would have been nice to have actual connective tissue there you know just be oh, okay she's she we know for sure that right. she's that little girl who uh was traumatized by who was almost who almost died after anakin yeah. shoved a lightsaber through her yeah. and and um it, it, it's sort of like yeah and i feel like it would have made more sense or i i don't know you i would think okay th- this is like obi-wan kenobi it's not like reva yeah. show Right. And I guess that's why they didn't want to build it that much around her. Although a lot of the TV show is kind of also focused on her as well, because like you have like Obi-Wan's arc and Reva sort of like the second principle, like main arc in in this, in in this TV show. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's the part that I think they could have done a bit better, but that's like a writing issue or like, just like, yeah. Honestly, like most of the problems I had with the show was never really the acting or any of that. It was more of the writing because it kind Mm -hmm. of fell into that trap that I've noticed a lot of Disney Plus shows do where it's like Mm -hmm. they kick ass with the pilot and then the next few episodes are kind of meh. There's like a peak around like episode four and then the last two episodes tend to kind of feel like they're just trying to end it. Yeah, yeah, like like they're they're trying to fit within six episodes, and while that's good for like my time, you know, it doesn't always play well into the story. Like this would have 
benefited from at least like 10 episodes and maybe like you could have had a few bottle episodes and it would have been forgiven but it feels yeah. like they're trying to rush the arc of a season whereas you have a few filler episodes a few bottle episodes you have you know the one where the ones where the entire episode is like an entire action sequence that was built up from the last episode um okay so with Riva anyway with like the online hate and all the stuff going to Riva I was like okay this is like bullshit but if you're a Star Wars fan like a, a normal Star Wars fan you know that this happens unfortunately mm-hmm. like Star Wars the hardcore Star Wars fans will find the things that hurts the actor the most in order mm-hmm. to put down the character like yeah. we've seen this before not, not in terms of racism but we've seen this before with like you know the kid that played um the first Anakin from episode yeah. one that that played him that he was so dr- driven like he got so much online hate when it was new and so much hate here and there that it was basically driven out of the industry and he had depression and all of that and then you have the guy that played Jar Jar Binks that like, you know, he was just playing the character, but then, you know, and then you have like the self with like John Boyega and Katie and, and like even um and Kelly, yeah, Kelly Rose. And then you had, um what was it? Hayden Christensen, who had mm-hmm. so much hate during the oh, prequels, yeah. but wait 20 years later and everybody's excited to see him again. So that's just kind of like the timeline for being a Star Wars actor is that, you have to like wait. It's fucked up, but you have to wait like 20, 30 years well, it's like for people the old to love fans, you. It's like the old fans hate you yeah. and the kids love you. And yeah. then when the kids actually become adults, like they're super psyched about seeing Hayden Christensen yeah. coming back as Darth Vader. Yeah. Like I was super psyched. Exactly. I was surprised that I was psyched actually. I was <laughs> so happy. I was like, it's because you haven't seen Hayden Christensen in a long time. So well, in yeah. a way, I thought that what Lucasfilm was going to do because they warned Moses Ingram ahead of time that, you know, you're going to get hidden stuff like for being Riva. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought what they were doing at first was playing into that because for the first few episodes up until I think episode four or five, she's kind of built up as like this Kylo Ren-ish character where mm-hmm. you're kind of like the young adult or the teenager that's a little bratty, but really wants to like take power and take over like, I thought she was just kind of molded to be, like, a better version of what they tried to do with Kylo Ren's arc. And then episode, I think it was four or five, when they finally gave the youngling story and when she had the duel with Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. I thought it was smart on the writer's part if their plan really was to make Moses Ingram's character, to make Riva kind of like this hated, irritating character for, like, three episodes for ahead that's trying to have stature but doesn't 100 have it and then mm-hmm. by episode four or five kills it makes the audience love them and then kills her off and i thought yeah. that i thought that would have been smart because one it would have added mystery to the character and we know that every every time somebody dies in star wars one they're not 100 dead but you make them miss you and every time a character dies in star wars there's always comic books that come out after you there's always more toys. You show up in the cartoons. There's like a bionic version of you that shows up at one point. There's all this mystery that comes around you until you show up in live action again. So yeah. I thought that when Riva and Darth Vader fought, I thought that was so smart. It would have been smart for Riva to die right there so that yeah. you make the audience miss that character. You make them feel like shit for being shitty Star Wars fans and hating you. And then once they feel like shit, they miss you. And when they miss you, you can just drag the character on forever until you so decide to bring Riva back, which is yeah. why in episode six, I was a little upset that she came back. She was alive, which meant like, OK, this isn't Darth Vader in his prime, because I thought these shows were supposed to be about when Darth Vader is so focused and tempted by the dark side that he's just going to just like slice through whoever and doesn't give a fuck. I was kind of mad that you find out that he didn't kill her. She comes back and for this very last like stroke of the minute plan, she wants to go after Luke and kill him. And it just felt like a rush storyline and they didn't allow the character to breathe. 
they just said we need to end on something so we're going to rush and find this like ending for you so you can be redeemed already where it's like she was she she had my favorite arc from a villain she was actually one of my favorite villains i've seen in a long time and i actually put it on the writers that you know they didn't just end her character in episode five and allow the mystery to build yeah around who this character was and is you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean thing yeah. is like i think a lot of people are i mean that there are some issues let's say canonically about yeah. uh her showing up on tatooine yeah. and trying to kill luke yeah but when you know it's like well luke isn't supposed to know uh, that the force is a thing and etc cetera, etc cetera, like lightsabers yeah. but like when you look at I actually checked it again and yeah. Luke never actually gets a good look at lightsabers. Like he's right. locked in a room at one point. He's like, oh, don't get out. And they say, Oh, go run. And like, he never looks back or he doesn't see Reva wielding her lightsaber yeah. unless I'm totally off the mark. Mm -hmm. So that kind of works, but um, it's true. I feel like they should, the way they did it, of us just hating that character because she's after Obi-Wan and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, which is like, you're supposed to hate the villains. Yeah. But, um, and then realizing, oh, actually she was that youngling who mm -hmm. survived. Yeah. Like I thought that was a cool twist, but then yeah. I think her actually dying yeah. at the hands of Darth Vader. Yeah. Or let's say her being stabbed with the lightsaber and then just left there to die. Yeah. Like maybe a robot comes to save her later on, maybe in another TV show. I don't know, but yeah, but it's like, but that would have been so much more powerful, as you said. Yeah. And then I feel like the whole part of her running after Luke to kill him for revenge was kind of like, um, it's kind of not very compelling. It's kind of throwaway. Yeah. And you know, okay, fine, yeah. She goes there. Nothing happens. She's yeah. a Jedi in her soul. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Obi-Wan says some wise words like, you honor them by not yeah. murdering. And, uh, you know, but, you know, th there are some moments where I was like, she's, uh, it, it kind of makes, now that I think about it, because like she's masquerading as something that she is not, right? So right. she does the whole theatrical, like, tell Darth Vader Kenobi has been captured and like she has this kind of like theatrical way of saying like yeah. you know kenobi is ours you know and and yeah. i'm like uh would you actually say that if you were like the lead or say it that way yeah. if you were like a lieutenant slash captain slash general or whatever yeah and the imperial army being like <laughs> mustache twirl yeah. uh, <laughs> like it's we like, caught him it, it's just a it's just something i'm noticing with like star wars recently like even at its best because once again reva has my favorite character yeah. arc i've seen so far because they're actually making use out of and part of it is because the yeah. writers are designed to make use out of order 66 rather than making it the throwaway thing and the fact that he was killing yeah. kids it's like they're making use out of out of that but it just feels like there's always this fear and not just with star wars there's just this fear with letting stories breathe nowadays Mm -hmm. I, or letting characters breathe or letting the character letting the audience miss them it's almost like there's this sense that you want to rush to make the character the, the audience hate someone you want to rush to make the audience care about someone mm -hmm. you want to it's it's like i don't know this would have benefited from at least maybe like three more episodes or so but yeah i i would say that you know like yeah reva I mean, they could have removed want, episode like four. These, yeah. Dude, Epis like the whole episode, like episode four yeah. or part four or whatever, you know, of Obi-Wan Kenobi, right. like they could have removed that episode because it's like, we've already seen Leia get captured. We're seeing her get captured again. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, all this for, I think all of that episode was about Reva putting a tracking device on that little robot Lola so that they can track Obi-Wan essentially. Yeah. And that is 40, like in a six episode TV show, mm -hmm. that is such a wasted, yeah. like 45 minutes. 
and yeah. it could have been way more int- or it could have been just part of the episode but they yeah. could have yeah given more room for us to see the characters maybe giving us like foreshadowing that yeah. reva is actually you know yeah. a survivor of order 66 right and i mean technically they're all all survivors of order 66 like all the inquisitors yeah. but they're just like they but like they didn't join to kill darth vader which is what reva did yeah uh, and um you know giving us more of an inkling because yeah. i feel like i i didn't know i didn't see it coming right maybe there are, are signs but i didn't see them yeah uh that she will accept that scene at the beginning yeah. where you see a child that looks a lot like her a yeah. youngling yeah uh and then flash forward like i didn't make that connection at first mm-hmm. and then it's like oh well technically they're all old jedis and she's kind she kind of has the right age to be that youngling yeah and you kind of do the math in your head you're like oh okay yeah she, that, that was her and that's why we saw that part it wasn't just to see order 66 we saw her flashback or whatever childhood yeah. so i don't know it's like you want the audience to work f- a little bit yeah but not that much right well i mean the, the show might as well have been called obi-wan gets his balls back like essentially that's, that, no, that's, it's a, yeah that, that's kind of the whole story that's like of episode it. five and six <laughs> and it, it felt it felt <laughs> a lot of like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it felt like this whole thing was like how many things can we throw at obi-wan before he becomes the obi-wan and rebels or even the obi-wan in episode four or five and six okay we're gonna throw him okay not we're gonna throw him darth vader we're gonna you know throw him somebody that darth vader corrupted we're gonna throw at him little leia that'll make him guilty that he doesn't care about leia as much as he cares about luke so Mm -hmm. it's just basically putting him through the ringer as much as possible which is why i say this should have been more episodes because you needed to feel him going through the ringer and i i think this would have worked more tala was supposed to be a love interest which i'm glad they didn't do because you know you have to, no you have to have jedi Ob- are celibate my friend exactly no exactly you have to have obi-wan because he already has the leia character to like teach him that okay i'm a jedi but i can go against it again a little bit and i can mm-hmm. love you already have yeah. that character. And I think making Tala a love interest would have been like overkill. Like yeah. a child, you know, that I'm taking care of and a love interest. It's like, it, it's like you, you throw too much at him and then you don't want to, you don't want to put him through like Anakin-like stakes because Anakin was, is supposed to be the one that got everything thrown at him. And he's yeah. now Darth Vader because yeah. he went against freaking everything, even for the right intentions. But, um, I didn't I didn't think about it that like that but it's like you know to me it's always going to be um Obi-Wan his only uh love interest will always be Duchess Satine of Mandalore uh, <laughs> from the Clone Wars oh my gosh <laughs> cuz like yeah. they used to be kind of like teenage like love interests i guess yeah. to each other although they never did anything as I far mean, as we know i mean obi-wan's whole thing is he's 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 supposed to be he somebody the perfect who tried, Jedi, right? supposed to be the one that's like tried a little harder than anakin basically yeah or like tried to like continue what qui-gon like was trying to do who shows up for two seconds as a force ghost yeah that was pretty cool so i was like oh now you see me like it's even spirits age yeah <laughs> 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 Yeah, like, they didn't. They, they didn't do Star Wars spirits age. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't go all in on the anti aging. <laughs> well, I'm happy they didn't do the anti aging thing because, like, there's that really great yeah. scene. Uh, I mean, they should have aged Ewan McGregor. They should have aged him yeah. up because he looks yeah, exactly actually, the same. <laughs> yeah, they should have aged him up a little bit. Yeah, because like he's ten years away from a New Hope. Yeah. I think in this uh, show. Yeah, but uh, I mean that flashback of when um anakin was still a um padawan yeah uh was just like he looks super young in episode two and this is supposed to be like before episode two because he still has his hand yeah uh so it's like maybe thing is like i don't like the de-aging thing Mm -hmm. um and i'm happy they didn't do it but it's true that if you look at these like back to back you'll be like oh yeah 
like 20 years have like passed yeah and <laughs> and it's like okay but uh, i think actually i feel like current hayden christensen would be the appropriate age for episode three right i feel like oh, a more yeah, experienced yeah. anakin yeah, like true. but what's weird is that the clone wars technically only lasted three years or four years mm-hmm. and i was like thing is i didn't know that uh last year and then i saw it i was like but shouldn't it be like it was supposed to be this cataclysmic huge war like wouldn't it be like 10 years or something yeah. like um you know to me it feels like if they but then you know I'm, I'm complaining about stuff that we can't change. I mean, but, I wonder if Star Wars uh, is ever going to do that again, if they're ever going to have, like, another major war. Because, I mean, technically, they're at war the entire fucking franchise, one way or another, Rebels versus Empire. Yeah. Like, like they're, they're always kind of at, even if it's a Cold War. But yeah. it's like, I wonder if we're ever going to get something else like the Clone Wars, like this cataclysmic, always something going on, like, always action, yeah. like, like kind of war so it's um yeah i'm still kind of like waiting for that but you know i think this the the big thing that this show did is like like now we have characters you could at least at the very least have a novel for to like Mm -hmm. flesh out a little bit more like reva or uh tala i would like to see something about because she kind of just came and went yeah um Feel like Kumal Nanjiani's character character is one that I don't (laughs) want fleshed out. I want him to always show up as some like weird panhandler that just yeah, just be some random guy who shows up in all the like the you know extended universe like books you know yeah yeah, (laughs) they're not called extended universe but it's like uh, it's like just like well just see a random Obi Wan novel and the guy just shows up yeah to like I don't know. To, to like rob, some parts to rob whoever yeah. the character is yeah and to just rob someone <laughs> and just be like oh my friend here's uh some part that i just stole well, he, he's essentially a job that's what yeah. he is yeah magnets <laughs> <laughs> um i mean uh i i you know i think that there's been a lot of criticism that's being thrown at obi-wan kenobi yeah. the tv show i think no one's complaining about ewan mcgregor yeah. Uh, but I feel like uh, I really enjoyed Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, there are some parts that are yeah could have been better, but I feel but I've come to expect that from Star Wars these days after all the sky that like the sequel trilogy. Yeah, even Book of Boba Fett to some extent because I feel like it it was like a little bit of a snooze fest yeah. until the Mandalorian showed up and then things kind of kicked off. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, it, it's kind of like they have six episodes or eight episodes or how many episodes they have d- between the different shows. Right. And it's just like they could be doing, uh, I feel like the Mandalorian strikes a really good balance mm-hmm. within like just letting characters breathe and having action and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of, um, I mean, I, I I'm probably gonna re-binge Obi-Wan Kenobi this weekend. Right. But um, you know, the, there are some parts that could have been better. But most of my issues, or let's say all of my issues have to do with the writing and how they decided to tell the story and what to focus on and be like, yeah, yeah, Leia gets caught twice. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you like, know. yeah, no, same here. Like honestly, I, I actually like the casting. I liked, you know, the direction Deborah Chow, I'm pretty sure is going to come back again, not even just for Star Wars, but yeah. she's going to be continue to be sought after her and Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing as like the next two, like big new directors or newer, I would say, because they didn't mm-hmm. just like come out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, all the problems I had, even though like there, there are moments I liked the writing I, I think the problems from the show stem from, you know, having the writers constantly try to fit a six episode um, format, which, yeah. you know, they're still trying to figure out, like, there's never really been 
you know, a time like this where there's like a bunch of six episode shows with varying lengths for each episode. That's not really a thing that's been done before. So it's going to take some time for, you know, especially Disney Plus to figure out, you know, where they can bend things, where they can, you know, start changing the formula a little bit. But I just don't like rushed endings. And I think part of it is because we're in a time where like attention is hard to keep. There is a fear. I I feel like there still is a fear of letting characters breathe, which is weird. It's weird to say that because before this, you either had long 20 episode, at least TV series, or you had two hour movies. So if you look at Obi-Wan Kenobi as like a six hour movie, it's like, okay, that's a lot of time to let characters breathe and stuff. But Mm -hmm. then again, it's still the format of, a TV show where every single hour needs a new arc. So there, 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 there needs to be some playing around with that formula, but mm-hmm. overall, you know, I did like it. Just didn't love the ending. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they opened the, they kind of let left the door open for yeah. a sequel to like, you know, just to have like Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. Right. Cause uh, I mean, we've seen God mode Obi-Wan yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's become a, and, and just like, I mean, when Qui-Gon shows up, it says like, Oh, there's still more like the road begins here or something yeah. like it kind of opens the, the, you know, they have the opportunity to do it again. And I think there was some, like Ewan McGregor was at one of these Star Wars events. And he was like, uh, and then he sort of like, well, you know, maybe there might, he didn't say there would be a sequel, but, but like he said something that kind of sounded like it wasn't over yeah. and there might be more. And uh, I mean, they, they left themselves that, that option. And um, you know, yeah, I think, the parts that I enjoyed the most for the last step in the last episode was just like the Darth Vader, Obi-Wan fight yeah. and um, Obi-Wan getting to meet Luke and saying hello there. Uh, but uh, I think that's the one thing that everyone was like, why doesn't he say hello there? I want him to say hello, just like in the movie. And, yeah. and uh, I was like, it's, it, you know, it's coming, it's coming. And yeah, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah I, I enjoyed it. There, there are parts, uh, Obviously, Star Wars has a very uh, passionate, for lack of a better word, fan base. Yeah. (laughs) Anything that doesn't like follow the image that they had in their mind is automatically terrible. I mean, I think that's why there's a huge push now to diversify the audience and try to make stuff that's like fan service, stuff that's like brand new, that it's not completely attached to the universe. They're trying to mix up. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's one thing I'll give. I don't know if it's Kathy Kennedy's decision, whatever, but whoever is in charge of Star Wars, and it could be Kathy Kennedy, I, I give them credit for trying to mix up the content that's yeah. in this universe because you can't give the assholes all the power. And that whole like Gen X trying to find meaning in something menial like a fictional series, that whole that that whole thing is like done. That whole like really angst, I'm going to be an, an asshole to like anybody that doesn't fit what's in my head. Like mm-hmm. that, that era is kind of done. And every franchise needs to do what they can to like tell accurate stories and just bring in whatever fans you can without being, you know, too pandering, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or too, too offensive, of course. But like, of course, you, yeah, you want, you know, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. So now that we're done with Obi-Wan, I want to end with five minutes of just whatever else you ended up seeing. Oh, yeah. Thing is, uh, big news and the for you manga fans out there, Berserk is back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, if you knew, but like the the author of Berserk died last year. So everyone and this is like a 30 year spanning thing mm-hmm. with multiple different animes that of relative uh you know deferring quality mm-hmm. uh, so, 
So uh, apparently his best friend is taking the reins of that manga and is because he he knows how it's supposed to end. So they're so they're they're doing that again and they kind of um yeah, so that I was really pumped about that. And um otherwise, I mean uh I, I don't know if we should talk about the remastered version of, of cats. Okay, we'll do that. That was sort of <laughs> something that kind of is stuck in my mind for some reason. <laughs> uh, well, we talked about so it bad. like how many how we did that two years ago. Oh man, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, we did um, yeah, dude. We're almost at a hundred ep- I mean, we've passed a hundred episodes already, but like in terms of how we actually named the episodes, because we've had some half episodes and ones where we did it by our each one by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, uh ourselves. Uh, but but it's like uh uh we're nearing almost uh like this episode is gonna be uh episode 93. Oh so uh we've been doing this just to let you guys know at least since 2019. Although I think 2020, I think 2019 was when we did our first episode. Yeah. And somewhere along the way in 2019, we did Cats because you saw Cats in yes. a theater. So you got yeah. the full so old fashioned oh, mode. You, you saw it in a theater with a bunch yeah. of people more than what movie? Uh, it was more than uh, It Chapter 2. Yep. And you saw it before it got remastered so you got yep. you got the prime experience and the of the og uh, <laughs> the og cat cats viewer yeah and i literally uh, just saw it yesterday <laughs> on freebie where that movie belongs so um while i was watching it i was like after you watch the remastered version it's like mm-hmm. it's better it's like actually one of the better examples i've seen of like trying to do something experimental with motion capture but making it believable because after Mm -hmm. it got remastered i'm like okay they finessed it a little bit more you know it's realistic but not so realistic to the point where it's like super uncanny like they're they're, in in the unmastered version the remastered version there's not a lot of uncanny valley it's like it's realistic enough that you accept it and i was actually impressed with like you know how well they're able to integrate actors faces and body movements into like cats now with that being said it's still a weird fucking movie like <laughs> like what Definitely. the fuck <laughs> like no amount of remastering can you know <laughs> remove the fact that i just watched a movie with a rebel wilson cat dancing with a bunch of dancer cockroaches which i didn't know were cockroaches because i looked away for a little while came back yeah, and there's yeah. like dancing brown things i mean i had to sit down and watch this in a theater so i didn't miss any of it and i think you you stepped away from your tv or something for a second so you missed that yeah so uh, we came (laughs) back and we're like what the fuck we're watching okay here's the thing that here's the thing that like made this movie forgivable is that my fiance is you know she's kind of like she follows a lot of dancers she loves things like royal ballet new york city ballet she recognized francesca hayward as the main character Mm -hmm. and Robbie Fairchild, who was one of the uh, one of the dancers or one of like the mm-hmm. the secondary main cats. He, he, yeah, he's like the main, like, but like he he's like the support. He's like the 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 main guy in the supporting cast of Cats. Like he's the guy who's like, no, no, like he doesn't the, really the have magical, lines. Right? The marvelous magical one. That was somebody else. Yeah. Robbie Fairchild was one of the great cats, and it was like uh... they um. When you when you saw them doing like their dances, it was like okay, it's like it was acceptable because we were watching dancers do it do their thing, and I think that was the entire point of the cat's stage play was mm-hmm. that it was I think cats as a stage play was supposed to be a highlight of whoever was like basically the biggest or the most trending um, stage stars of that time. And just put them in yeah. cat suits and do their thing. I think that's the point of cats is just a spotlight on talented people that yeah. we're just going to dress them up as cats because we need to like have a hook to sell the show, whatever. Yeah. And so adapting this for a movie, it's like, yeah, we like the dancing, but then once they're, they're not dancing and you have to watch some of the plot, 
we're like what is well, this movie no, about <laughs> there's no plot i mean it's what, it's a what bunch of cats a bunch of jellical cats okay so you have jason the little cat and you have and, wacky uh, you know, just elbow cat you have rebel wilson and, cat and it's essentially like a te- it's like american idol but with cats <laughs> and the winner gets to ride off in a balloon to join heaven because it's honestly in reality they think they're going to the heavy side layer so i guess like heaven but essentially like they choose one cat to essentially get put in a basket with a balloon and then yeah. die in the air like okay, it's, so it's it's like euthanasia with cats you know i thought <laughs> all just... the magic stuff was supposed to be kind of like in the cat's heads like yeah it's not actually magic it's actually a trash can but there's real magic in this movie and yeah. then it's and then when that happens it's like you you think you know what the movie is about and all of a sudden Idris Elba cat does some like doctor strange shit and then it's like what am i watching <laughs> like right after that McCavity. oh dude yeah, what, what was <laughs> God, that his name was McCavity. that that's what McCavity was that was his name yeah yeah that but, was okay cuz the whole taylor swift part i was like McCavity, 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 and i was like what the fuck know. is McCavity? <laughs> Whenever I hear McCavity, I feel like it's a Scottish cavity. So it's like McCavity, you know? <laughs> I thought that was just some like nonsense Alice in Wonderland kind of word that just keeps throwing around the whole movie. Like McCavity, McCavity, McCavity. McCavity, he's the meanest cat around. Uh, yeah, but, some, uh, some movies, some, some things belong on stage. This thing was not like... Yeah. <laughs> and then rum tum tumbleweed. What, what? No. From Tum Tugger. Yeah. That was a name. I I'm this movie it was like okay. Every so often I get excited on freebie because I'm like they, they put some shit on there that I, I have no idea is free. Like they put the invisible man, which is like yeah. actually to me one of my favorite horror movies of like the late 2000s along with the rest of what Blumhouse did with like get out and freaky and all of that. And so it's like every so often on freebie there's going to be something that I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this is free. And then there's movies when I'm like, thank God this is free. This belonged, <laughs> this movie was so fucking weird. I'm sorry. Like, I, I can't unwatch it. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it, it lives in your brain. Like it, it, in this time where, you know, content <laughs> is more based on engagement than actual craft, this movie is an achievement. Because we couldn't oh, yeah. stop staring at the screen, just confused. Uh, oh, yeah. What the what was what was going on half the time? I mean, so like you know, my experience of watching this in a theater was that most people went there just to make fun of it. Yes. And uh, I think like it's warranted. Like <laughs> it, it's just like I mean, specifically the James Corden part. Yeah. Or is like I and I I can't even remember the cat's name, but James I'm not supposed cat. to anyway. <laughs> James Corden cat. cat was like <laughs> I'm the big cat with the top hat and I eat a lot and and uh, you know and people bring me food and you're like okay or he's he's supposed to be like the fancy cat because he yeah. actually has a home or something yeah. and and uh, you know it's sort of like I don't know. I, I was just confused mm-hmm. uh, the whole time. And um, like, it's based on a bunch of poems by some guy that I can't remember. But, and then they, that was made into a, a musical in the West End, like in London. Mm-hmm. And then it came to Broadway and did all that stuff. And, but it's like, uh, it's more like an exercise in performance. It doesn't really have a story. Just like, let's make these songs up out of these poems and get these performers to perform. And it'll be nice, like a concert. But like, if you're trying to make it into a movie, there's like a very, like the, the, the connection between all of these things is just that they're cats. And they're all trying to get into a balloon to essentially die, but they think they're going to heaven. So um, yeah. <laughs> to the heavy side layer, <laughs> and Judy Dench is in, is in this movie. Ian McKellen is in this movie. Okay, when they showed up, I'm like, <laughs> like okay, why? Because I actually forgot. Why who did was they say suppo- yes? They must have paid a lot. I, I forgot who was supposed to be in this movie, and then like every time somebody showed up, I was like, wait, that's Jennifer Hudson, and then somebody else shows up, 
wait, that's Taylor Swift. And then when Judy Dench shows up, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I had to look, look closely what? and I was like, you're Judy Dench. Wait, what? And then the Ian McKellen cat is just kind of like, he's in the background for his first scene. Like he's not in, he's like in the background, just looking. And I had to just look closely in the background. I was like, that's Magneto. What the fuck's he doing? Wait, wait why? <laughs> Magneto is a geriatric cat. And uh, he's grumpy about stuff. Or I think he can't remember stuff. Or I can't remember. I can't remember what he can't remember. So it's kind of, you know. Who played the, <laughs> the, 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 the tough cat on the boat? Was that, was that Bill was, Skarsgård? Uh, Not Bill Skarsgård. The tough cat? One of, was that one of the scars guards Stellan scars guards i don't think somewhere? the one of the scars guards is, is in this but like the i i i seem to remember that the tough cat or maybe the most flat let's say the most um i guess the cool cat quote unquote yeah. is rump tum tugger played by um what's his name Derulo, I can't remember his first name. <laughs> that way, that was Rum Tum Tugger. Was Jason Derulo? Yeah, yeah. I had yeah, no yeah. idea what his character was in the whole thing. Yeah, I was just like, like, I'm Rum Tum Tugger, and I get all the cats. So he gets all that, <laughs> um, you know, for lack of, you know, you know what I mean. Starts with the P. Jason Derulo has <laughs> the most interesting career out of any like singer right now. Because the last time I saw him was a Jack in the Box commercial, and then I see him in Cats. So the I'm effects like, of Cats, like he can only do commercials. <laughs> 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 that's so, all they'll let him do he said to, yes to cats like he's, that, that he's to be like a very, to do anything else it has to be like an epsco <laughs> article at some day someday that's be a scientific article on google the effects of cats the effects of playing and of being in the movie cats this is going to be gross i'm going to cut this off right? yeah <laughs> gonna wait for him to be gross well, All right. I, I didn't hear anything, so it wasn't gross. Okay, good. Um, I think we we're just about ready to end it too, because uh, yeah, <laughs> I can. Uh, walk forever. Yeah. Is- anyway, cats uh, revisited uh, <laughs> almost three years later. Uh- <laughs> yep. That was uh, well. I'll, here, I'll I'll give this movie that, that some credit on this. Um, I had no idea two hours flew by after watching it. It was a fast watch, and it was like. If there's an achievement that this thing did, it's like you have no idea that two hour, hours passed by. But, you know, yeah. there is a difference between um, art and uh, this, this movie. No, I'm kidding. I don't, well, I, is, I don't know. This, like, this, I saw this movie yeah. and I thought it heralded the end of civilization. <laughs> and then COVID happened. So I was like, yep. <laughs> so... Way too <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was like, "This is the end of like you know movies." Where Welcome to the Thunderdome. Uh, yes, the greatest where, podcast get, on earth. Where greatest can, podcast on earth. Where can what we stream be found? On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Castbox, and other places that I can't name right now. And you can also find us on social media, specifically Facebook and Instagram. We're all into that meta stuff. And uh, (laughs) maybe we'll be in the metaverse at one point. (laughs) Maybe. Dr. Strange in the the metaverse of madness. We can go Uh, buy a metaverse studio, go get some meta real estate. Mm. get get like an oculus quest or something and just do an episode i don't know um, maybe <laughs> i was we'll trying see. to think of something smart to say but you know um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like actually i said that the other day to, to my dad i was talking to him I, was like, I forgot what i wanted to say and i was like oh weren't you saying something and like yeah i wanted to say something really brilliant but i forgot uh, <laughs> just Wrong. to be like humble brag it wasn't true, yeah. but you know, just to make yourself sound smart, you can use that line, guys. I was thinking it was something really smart, but I forgot. Honestly, yeah. half the time I say that it really was, but it wasn't really that smart because <laughs> when I finally get the thought out, I was like, that was pretty dumb. It sounded better in my head. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at what we stream. We don't post anything ever. Yeah. 
And we we want hey. the fans to engage with us, but you know we don't have like a comment thing with. I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna do some live stream yeah. comment premiere thing on Spotify. I think or we should probably ditch Facebook and just stick to Instagram again. <laughs> yeah, because they don't they don't let us post podcasts on Facebook anymore. You want to take down the Facebook or you want to just leave it up? Just because, dude, like we've left it up. No one's following us. Let's just take it down. <laughs> One listening we'll to like worry down. about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take it down. I think, all, like all Twitter, Twitter now has like, you remember what was that app where we did a we did a show on there once? It was like, um, not Green Room. It was um, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't Green Room, but it was like the that thing that became like Clubhouse? the thing to do for like a month. Yeah, Clubhouse. Yeah. Now you have Clubhouse on Twitter. Or like a club, like a Twitter version of Clubhouse, and there are way more people who use it because people actually use Twitter, <laughs> even though uh, not as many people use Twitter as I don't know. I'm so inconsistent in this podcast because I keep saying like no one uses Twitter, and then I'm just saying like people are using Twitter. Like yeah. way fewer people use Twitter than Facebook. That people is use fact. Twitter like professionally. Yeah, like as like to 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 rant in a professional setting. To be yeah. like, you know, for political or news or whatever purposes. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, whatever. So, whatever. <laughs> Bye. Peace. Peace.